those broadcasts are those of the individual presenters and guests and by no means represent our respective companies, employees, sponsors, or donors. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? It's uh, Troy. Please, I think it's appropriate that you use your whole, like, intro. Yo, I'm going to call you out on every time. What the hell? What is this? A.K.A. Ambar. A.K.A. The Vietnamese Prince. What's up? <laughs> Much That's better. That's awesome. This is Siri Simran. This is Big J. Uh, this is Marco. And today we have a very special guest on. We have Tyler of Tired Eyes. What's up, dude? What's good? Long time no talk. Yeah, for real. Actually, last time uh, you were on, I actually wasn't able to stick around for that episode, which was kind of a bummer, massive bummer. Yeah, I think I it was just the first time I was... Oh, no, the first time I was on, it was Asa. Yeah, so the yeah, second time then, um, I remember I was super swamped and stressed out with work, and I had to go home and do payroll, so I was like, fuck. I remember that because I remember thinking, that's going to be my life soon. Yeah. You know, you've actually been our like most reoccurring guest. I think this is the third time we've had you on. Yeah. So, yeah, just like a reminder to any of our listeners, Tyler is the owner and operator of Tired Eyes, which we talk a lot about on this podcast. Yeah, we really do. Literally, I think most of, I feel like a lot of my dope coffee experiences of the week are out of that cafe. Um, you do such a great job and I'm like, I'm so stoked with all the people that roast in San Diego. I just feel like we're all super tight and like just want to support each other and i love what you're doing there so yeah should we start let's start with a dope coffee experience of the week i'd love to hear yours tyler um so mine is mine is fresh mine happened yesterday sunday morning uh kano from seven seas well first off asa came in he comes in on the weekends a good amount um and it was sunday morning so it was nice because like sunday mornings take a little to pick up um, so Asa and I caught up on some stuff. Um, he just launched Little Giant. So major shout out to Asa. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I was planning on buying one, and then like it came down to the wire, and I was like fucking scrambling, and then I got it. Yeah, and so yeah, shout out to Asa. Um, and then Kano rolled in completely like unplanned, and then it was just Asa, Kano, and I for like ten minutes just shooting the shit like, and honestly, just like. Mad inspiration, just like like you said, just like other people in San Diego doing their thing, and it was like that was that was what I started Tired Eyes for was to just build community, you know, and like so it was cool to see that happen right then and there. Uh, Joey, who assists me roasting at Lofty, he just went in for the first time and said he had like a really good Rwanda, which I know you just put on Drip, which is amazing. Uh, it's like it's a wash Rwanda, right? Yeah, I yeah. The coffee that I have out of Tired Eyes, it's just, like, you have a good way of, like, developing the body. Like, I've always – I feel like all the coffees I've ever had are so balanced, and that's how I like my coffee. So <laughs> I'm glad you like balanced coffees, and I'm glad Tired Eyes is hitting that mark because, yeah, we try and – that's, like, the number one thing I think of with our coffees is, like, balance. I would love, like, fruit bombs. I would love, like, crazy acid bombs, but, like, the brand we're building doesn't really – I don't think that resonates. So, yeah, something you said earlier, you feel like a lot of um, the people that you serve kind of are grab and go. They're just coming in for that like morning cup of joe. Like maybe they they don't have the time to like slow down and appreciate maybe something that's more more acidic or more like complex. And so I agree. I actually really enjoy that the like more developed end. Like nothing really near like 
dark roast, but just like playing with that, playing with like how rich you can get those flavors and like that body. It's so good. I hear you're dropping a new blend called Second Crack. You want to talk about that? (laughs) I'm dropping a blend called Second Crack. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe one day just to fuck with people. Right. You know, hype it up and then it's actually just dog shit. But I feel like you have the best um, packaging. I love it. I like the the kind of different designs you go with and it's just like focusing on the art aspect of it. I like funny blend names. Like I liked In Bloom. We were talking about making like a Kenyan blend. Call it Mom Spaghetti. See, he gets it. But that dude. means, Fuck but that yeah. also means you roasted it poorly. So that's no like, for sure. That's yeah. Like, that's the joke. It's, it's and then pretty, second crack. You like Kenyan coffees? Yeah, I love Kenyans. We just haven't offered one at Tired Eyes yet because the price point. Like you know, it's just like it's not somewhere we're at yet because we're doing everything on drip. So it's like. We're not at a level where I'm like, try this $5 drip, you know? So eventually one day, but just takes time. Troy, what's your dope coffee experience of the week? Um, So just recently I went to Bay Park Coffee. <laughs> yeah, and I saw a series simmer in there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I was just enjoying my free cup of coffee because, yeah. They hook it up. Because it's like, if you're a homie in the industry, it's like, bro, we got you, man. And I have been out of it in a while, you know, like, just working at the dispensary. And it was nice to have, like, a piece of uh, comfort again, which kind of, like, leads into the next journey of my life. And so I think that's kind of, like, piecing two and two together and, like, what's, like, right for me. And so I was just thinking a lot at Bay Park and, you know, I was just kind of reevaluating everything and being more self-aware about, like, what I've um, like the actions I've I've done in the past and like how they're not really have been reevaluated and recorrected. I just like kind of stay in my old ways, kind of you know what I mean. And so I think like right now I'm just like pretty much putting myself back in square one, and that's that 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 experience at Bay Park just like really opened my eyes up until now, right now too. And yeah, I guess you could say it's a dope experience, like super like. I feel like your life's about to change, and you're a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Damn, calling Siri Simran, dude. I'm sorry. Hey, I have I to feel call like you out. Troy, Troy, I feel like no, you're scared right now. I really right feel now. like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to like hurt your feelings. <laughs> I, just... <laughs> I just feel like that's what I'm sensing from you. And... Yo, I feel like you're going to go through a change. You're about to kill it, dog. Do you want to get back into coffee? I feel like you do. I feel like you were on this podcast a few weeks ago, and I, you sounded like you missed it. Um, so <laughs> oh, my God. I, I really do miss coffee, um, but I also really miss my family as well. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no, no worries. No, I, I get that. I, this, you're literally the second person to, like, call me out on it because, you know, like, I, I have a business partner, and, you know, we're dissolving our business, and we're coming to a point where it's like um, – I'm I'm still trying to figure out like you know what's best for me or like at least like what I can I guess be passionate about every day because sometimes like like especially right now it's just been kind of difficult maybe because like I've been away from all my closest friends like you guys and it's you know it's all it's all because of me you know like there's there's no reason other than like I can't make excuses like there's a lot of things that there's a lot of things that I like have like um a better grasp and understanding of right now and i think like the next move i'm about to make it's going to be like a big change but it's like 
I think it's also I'm not completely like giving up on the idea that I can you know pursue a business still. Like I I don't I don't th I don't see dissolving as like ending. I I see no. it. Actually, I, I do remember you always talking about opening a place up there, like in San Jose specifically. Yeah, but uh, retail right now for me is not the, the goal. I think the product right now is my biggest goal, and I have some ideas I want to try out. But you know, like I know that it takes a lot of trial and error. You know, I I, I what it, the support that I have with like my family up there, I think it'd be a lot easier, or at least like you know, I want to be resourceful as much as I can because down here I'm kind of you know by myself and. Sometimes my parents have to like help me out with rent, and it's kind of sad because like, if I can hold up my own part with rent, I should be paying my rent to my parents back home, you know, because they've raised me. And you know, my story is like I don't want to get too deep into it, but like basically, like I, you know, I left my parents kind of hanging, you know, and so I'm at this position where it's like, you know, I I still want to stay in the game, but I don't want to like you know lose any like I don't want to lose any more time because right now I feel like I'm losing a lot of time just because like. You know, I, I don't want to, like, the excuses thing, like, mentally, like, you know, like, being, not being there, it's like, you know, I could also, I could work on how to be more mentally present, but, you know, sometimes I just, sometimes it just gets the best of me. I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. You know what I mean? It sounds like you got to do what you feel like you have to do. We went deep, dude. Well, we support you, Troy, either Yeah. Way. Respect, dude. For sure. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll go. Um, I'll, I'll see. I had a couple of dope coffee experiences this week, I think. So, for one, just since it's the freshest, I went to go say what's up to Gerardo yesterday. Um, he had a nice. pop-up at um, Cornerstone Church in Office of Sweetwater, National City, uh, for, for Provecho. Bomb. It was really good. I had a cold brew there with, like, a candied, like, orange, simple syrup, oat I milk. I saw that on Instagram. Really that looked good. amazing. Yeah. And just Gerardo's a good guy, man. And he's going to do well, so I always want to go support him. That, me and Noah roasted our first batch of coffee up at uh, California Roasting Collective. Um, it was I cool. I really want to hear about that experience. Oh, <laughs> uh, yo. So I think for one, it was like an eye opener because it's kind of like cool. Like this, this, this is kind of hard, you know? Like it's not hard, but it's like it is. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of things to pay attention to, even more than I thought. Um, but it looks really fun. Like it looks so fun. It's cool to like eventually maybe step away from the bar. Not fully, obviously, but like. Like getting that honestly it'll happen if, I, if you step into like over time at least yeah i just i think we're both super excited oh, and yeah. like we're just what bouncing. did you learn he literally just showed us how to work the machine like how to turn everything on what everything was he gave us like a sheet like a rundown and it was just like you guys want to roast a batch and just went straight into it and then next time i think so i think this wednesday it's kind of just like a free-for-all um and That's we're just great. gonna just roast some coffee and just That's buy really some good. off of elliot that he has there just to kind of keep getting used to it before we spend money um so yeah it was cool and then i actually have some coffee that you can have sick yeah it's not it's definitely like some something to practice on yeah it's I think, not like it's i think it's what we need up. just to but we literally have like a bag yeah yeah we will totally yeah definitely buy it or just anything yeah honestly we didn't we got we got credited for it because it wasn't what we had perfect ordered hell yeah <laughs> Um, and then besides that, today I went to CNT. I mean, it was a it was a good experience. Like I had a great coffee. I saw what's up to I saw Manny there. I got to say what's up to him. You know, wish him luck on his future endeavors after leaving Corvilla. And uh, yeah, I had good spro. I'm not sure what it was. I had really good cold brew. Not sure what it was either, but it was really good. So shout out CNT. That's super nice. Yeah. 
Oh, and I was going to mention, I did have a Kenyan the other day from Augie's. Yeah, it was like straight up tomato soup. Insane. Just tomatoes. Right when I ground it. Yeah. You definitely can get that from yeah, Kenyan. It was gnarly. We pulled it off right away. There's a way you can make that work, though, at least in some that I've had. If you on can get, like, You know what? Actually, I've never played with Kenyans on espresso too much. That is a cool thing about being multi-roaster cafe. Yeah. Play around with so many coffees. Jay? Mm-hmm. My dope coffee experience, <clears throat> yours guys were very, like, coffee-related, whereas mine's more cafe-related. I've been trying to fill this gap of time since I've been opening five days a week. Um, we're kind of dead until 7 a.m. maybe, and I have, like, these hours where I'm with a new employee, and I want to fill it with something dope and, like, get informational, but, like, I feel ways about packing a bunch of knowledge at 6 a.m. into somebody who's half awake. So Time and place, for sure, for Time that. and place, you know what I mean? Like, how many students force their way into school in the first hour they just sit there and none of the information's sticking because they're not fucking awake? So, um, on the flip side of that, we... Uh, Promoted a new employee this week. We unfortunately lost a manager, so that means somebody else gets to be a manager, and that's like kind of fun, I think, as an employer to be like who not who gets to be a manager, but who like deserves to be a manager, and then who is a good fit for us, and then who's going to thrive in that, and who's going to make Hawthorne thrive in that. And that's been a super fun process to like sit down as a team and like pick somebody and then be like, fuck yeah, who gets to tell them? And then, like, you get to go tell him, and then the next three days he's coming in, he's, like, hyped because he's a fucking manager now. Um, so that was cool training yesterday. I went in at, like, 5 a.m. and trained the new guy on how to open as a manager, which is super fun. And, like, try to explain that whole process because usually I'm alone. I just go in at 5.30, and I just set the whole cafe up. And then 6 a.m., somebody comes in, and we open the doors instantly. Um, so that was really cool opening with somebody else. And then so t- it's like building a team. That feels good. That's for awesome. sure. Like it sucks that some team members leave and like shit happens. You know, that's life, especially in the coffee industry. Like you can't expect everybody to always stick around. But we're so lucky that our turnover is so fucking low. Like I would say over seventy-five percent of our employees have been there over two years, over three years. Solid. Which is fucking. <clears throat> I don't want to say unheard of. Like I'm sure that happens at a lot of coffee shops because they're homes, but. Um, we're really lucky in that sense. We were very slow to hire and we keep people as long as we can. So that's been super cool teaching how to be a manager and just like confidence type training. You know what I mean? Um, and then today I packed those two hours with like dialing all of our coffees, like just tasting fucking every single pour over every single batch, cold brew, flash brew, tasting everything, lining them all up. Um, I'm starting, I'm trying to do. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like testing on how far off roast date coffee's still good. Like today, one of our I saw one of our pour overs we're serving is like a month off roast. How is it? I'm super curious because I do experiments for that too. I will say it's not as poppy in the flavors that let's say it was a maybe ten days off roast. Those tasting notes we were getting right, we're getting kind of like dulce de leche or like a Hershey's chocolate bar. Ten days off roast, it was like prominent as a motherfucker, and now it's like you let it cool down you kind of look for that still it's not as like in your face um but it's still like really good body it's a honduras um just like a washed honduras it's just a clean cup of coffee um that we ended up roasting a lot of for this event that didn't end up they bailed out and so we're just sitting on all this honduras and it's like fuck also our pour over offering cold brew flash brew is probably what we're gonna do with it 
Um, although it would be an amazing cold beer, it's just not that no, much. I've had some good Honduras cold beers. I'm sure this one would be fucking gas on it. But we have three pour overs on our offering list. Two are African naturals, and the third one is a washed South American. And like, it's insane how much more of the African naturals we sell. Like, if I showed you on paper what that what those numbers look like and how much longer the Honduras has lasted than the Uganda and the Ethiopia, it's like. Do you think that has to do with maybe people in the cafe pushing that coffee, those coffees a little bit more so than the South American you said, the washed? <clears throat> I'm sure it has something to do with that. <clears throat> Although I will say, like, we try to communicate that as, as a staff. Like, as we look at inventory, we're like, hey, push fucking almond milk right now. Or like, hey, push this pour over or push these toasts or stuff like that. We really try to, like, work with inventory and communication in that sense. And not in the way of like lying where it's like, these strawberries are going to go bad. Push that brie toast. And then you don't fucking like brie toast. And you're like, buy the fucking brie. Like, it's not like that necessarily. But it's just about like talking positively about what you need to push. And that's it. Don't put anything down. That's like rule number one on bar is you never, nothing in the cafe is bad. Nothing. You never say it. Even if you believe it. Like, I don't fucking like cheese, but I'm not going to talk shit on my brie toast. You know what I mean? Just be smart. Do you reveal, like, a certain amount of honesty, though? Like, I'm not really, like, a cheese dude, but everyone pretty likes it. You know what I mean? Like, do you do, like, that type of spin? Yeah? Oh, got you. Okay. Like, we have toast with prosciutto on it, and I have never tasted it. I've tasted prosciutto when I was a kid, but, like, in the years that I've worked at Hawthorne, I haven't eaten red meat that entire time. So I'll be honest and be like, I have mine without prosciutto, and I love it. So that type of thing. Um, I went to bring coffee to a coffee shop this week. I'm not going to say who. And it was weird because one of their baristas came in Saturday morning. And we were just talking about the shop. And I said, how's the shop? Blah, blah, blah. And she said, oh, the coffee sucks. But, like, the food's good. And we have good customers. And, like, I love the cafe. And I was like, your coffee sucks. Okay. I'll take you all some coffee. So I took them some of our coffee, like samples. Um, and literally the owner of the shop, who I'm somewhat friends with. I know her. She was literally like, I, I'm having such a great time, but, like, our coffee sucks. I was like, damn, dude, like, y'all are a coffee shop, motherfucker. Like, and then I, I went back to Hawthorne the next morning, and I looked. I looked at our entire food menu. I looked at our entire drink, tea, everything, and I said, what sucks? What can I honestly look at and say, like, fuck, that sucks? And, like, it was me digging to, like, the packaged oatmeals we have to be like, I don't love them. But, like, it's a grab-and-go thing. It makes sense for sales, you know? I couldn't imagine saying anything fucking sucks and then trying to sell it. like that. I believe that strongly. And that is definitely... I feel like you should... To, like, enjoy your workspace, you want to, like, you know, believe in what you're doing. Everything. Yeah. And I will say... And at least to have the ability to give your input if you think something's trash. That's the great <laughs> thing is I think at one point Hawthorne sold a product and we all know what the product is. And we thought it fucking sucked. And the whole staff, the whole staff, including Troy, would sit there and discuss how much it sucks and why are we selling this. And even, like, the the owners of Hawthorne would sit there and, like, hear it. And we'd be like, what's up, motherfuckers? Like, do you not think it sucks? And they would sit there and be like, fuck. Like, it doesn't, like, suck. And we're like, yeah, bitch, drink it. And so after a while, that kind of rhetoric doesn't, it crosses the barrier into customers. Like you try to have that barrier as a staff, but don't tell the customers like good fucking luck, dude. Honestly, if you genuinely believe it sucks and your whole team thinks it sucks, 
you can have new hires and they'll think it sucks before they even taste it by the way you talk about it. But I don't have a menu that sucks. Don't have an item that sucks. 86, that shit. Get it the fuck out the cafe. Yo, actually, I was going to ask you, have you worked on that decent, having been there at California Wrestling? I haven't. Um, I, I really want to, but it's one of those things where it's like, you need a full day. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not a full day, but like, you, you got to like, exactly. You're not going to get on there and in the first 20 minutes be like, damn, this espresso is dank. It's like a whole new way of pulling. Oh, you have a San Remo though, don't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, it might be a lot easier for you then. Because oh, pressure really? profiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it just, it looks, at first I didn't know what the hell, I mean, I knew what it was because I mean, I, get, I know how the machine looks, but it just looked weird. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like a toy. Yeah. Like. But and then I started so looking at it. That, I'm so interested in like the whole study of flow and how mm-hmm. it affects extraction. And mm-hmm. I, I've only seen, played with the decent a little bit. Um, I don't know. I haven't been there in a while, but Coffee Cycle. Yeah. Oh, really? They had one set up. And. Oh, and yeah. it's not really much it's not a, an expensive machine and from what i've heard about it it's like good quality, i mean compared so. to like a commercial like yeah <laughs> i mean even the linear minis are like 5g's at yeah. the cheapest and that's like i think the cheapest one is like 24 2400 for yeah. the mini yeah, yeah i think it might be more than that for the decent oh no no for the oh my oh, god no, for lineas the, the lineas yeah. the, the cheapest is 5g's yeah that's right the yeah. cheapest uh decent like 25 yeah i'll i'll be honest it's like big goals right now to like get a decent for my house that's what i've been thinking is i'm like dude i'm like that's when i'll dive in on a decent or like that whole like pressure profiling thing is when i can when i'm in a place where i can have enough free time to be home in the mornings and like fucking with that you know because like that's not something again it's not something you're gonna like wake up and make your cappuccino on it's like you're gonna like nerd out on that thing so that's what i'm waiting for is like when i'm really in a place to like spend that time with it you know Mm mm-hmm that we're going to I think we're going to end up awesome. getting one for roastery. Nice. To have it like in the roastery to do exactly that exactly kind of experiment that. Yeah. and like do and some tests. We're getting some cool It's a lot of espresso. <laughs> Shout out California Roasting Collective though. For sure. I think it's uh I speaking from my experience like speaking from my experience there like I personally have not even scratched the surface of all the stuff that's available there. You know, I mean and it's tough for me cuz like I don't, I don't, I can't afford to be there too much, you know, like, um, but I'm like, dude, you can cup there. You can sample roast. You can mess around on the decent. You can mess around on big roasters. You can like, you can do whatever you want, you know? So I just think it's so cool that it's there. Um, and it's already like proving to be so valuable for all of San Diego. There are some heavy hitters roasting out of there. I just had, um, some, uh, one of the best espressos I've had in a while, uh, roasted by matt served at banana ding and daniel was there who's like a barista who's come to some of the event, um, competitions and mario who's the, one of the owners was there and he like is really into espresso i actually just like like watching him make it because he's like so he takes so much care and like he's so focused on it and it's just it was amazing it was a single origin peru and it was i still haven't been to that dang I'm gonna go up there. It's interesting. You said banana it's, smoothies and third wave coffee. Yeah, that's fucking. And like tight. toast. That's and I, yeah, I so say tight. I say interesting, like in a good way, where they have like cool quirky art on the wall. No, I've seen the like, packaging. Has this like Looks really tight. like crafty homey vibe, and mm-hmm. it's it's great. Mm-hmm. I I think what's so cool about I'm biased a little bit because Banana Ding was one of the first shops to ever carry tired eyes, but like yeah, so I'll, that's I'll, cool to know, though. That's yeah, I mean they 
he was like, I walked in and Mario was like super hyped. He already knew about it just through word of mouth. And then they were like one of the first shops we ever sold to. Um, but I think it's so cool because it's really unassuming. If you went in there, you you wouldn't be like, all right, I'm about to have a dang cup of coffee. Right. You'd be like, cool, I'll get a fucking some toast and some coffee, whatever. But like Mario is pretty dialed, you know, and like they have good coffee and like it's just so cool because they're not trying to be anyone but themselves. It's like just a unique banana dang experience. And the smoothies are lit. You should have Mario and his wife. His wife is uh, Tauntaun. So her name is Tauntaun and her last name's Dang. Yeah. And it this shows you... This shows you how quirky they are. Like, they lived in Puerto Rico for a while, and they had a banana tree in their backyard. And, like, I maybe I'm wrong, but I'm almost positive that, like, bananas fell from the tree one day, and one of them just said, dang. And, like, they just came up with banana dang, and then they opened a coffee cart in Puerto Rico called banana dang. Like, they're, yeah, they're just on their own tip. They're fucking awesome. Like I fuck yeah. with that. Yeah. Wow, I can't wait to have him on. I feel like Oceanside is kind of turning into this like almost cold industrialized. It feels it feels very that way to me. That downtown strip of Oceanside now just feels like, well, what the fuck is all this? But Banana Dang always seemed kind of we've been here. This is still our home type shit. Yeah, really good coffee. I I, I um, but uh, yeah, everyone roasting out of there is. I, I haven't had not good coffee from anyone, and so I wonder. I'm curious. Is there room for like education like are you guys sharing like information or cupping together or anything like that um i haven't seen much of it i mean i've been fortunate to spend some time in there with elliot and that's been you know that's been awesome um and i talked to him about it like and obviously that's like he hopes people share stuff in there but it's also just not part of like it's not absolutely necessary it's also Go ahead. I will say that when I'm there too, Elliot's usually there. And besides him helping out a lot with like, if something happens with the roast, like one of our probes kind of, the probe shut off for like a second mid roast. That blows. Last week. And it, it was so funny. We just saw it on Cropster, like dove the environmental time and then came back up just as if the probe just turned off and then turned back yeah. on. But it was cool because Elliot was there and we could grab and be like, hey, what the fuck and handle all that. But also on the flip side of that, we saw Elliot like sorting beans for the coffee champs. Yeah. And that was super cool to talk about and learn about because Ellie was there doing that. I got to see that side and learn about that side. All the time he's roasting coffee, then cupping it and bringing us like little cups and be like, taste this, taste this. And that's super cool. As far as like us sitting down and being like, what are you roasting? I don't know. What are you roasting? Like there's only a couple machines there. And I think that we're all reserving different times in just to make that whole flow easier. Like how he said public squares is there on Wednesdays. We're there Thursday mornings. You're there Thursday nights. Thursday afternoon now. I'm like, I get in at noon, like shortly after you guys. Nice. Um, Which is pretty ideal, if I'm not mistaken. It's fire. We I mean, I hit traffic on the way back down, but like, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, it's kind of brutal, but I mean, like. We literally are supposed to be there at 7.30, 8 a.m. But me and Dylan are both like, we're not trying to sit in traffic, so we go to Bryce Ranch Bird Rock at 6. Yeah. And That's just sick. sit in a coffee shop for two hours so we don't sit in traffic. I think eventually it's going to get to a point where everyone is in there enough that more information is shared. Mm-hmm. But it's still just in the beginning stages, you know? And, like, everyone, the roasters are big enough that no one's, like, at capacity on the roasters. So, like, we all 
get in and get our shit done in like two or three hours or less. And if I'm not, yeah, that's what I was about to say too, is I, I think that us as accounts to that collective, we're still such small accounts with maybe Barracos being the one pushing it the most. Yeah, absolutely. We're like, they're the most time. They're the most green coffee inventory. They're the most like pushing coffee. And even that, I don't want to say that's not that much, but I doubt it's as much as Lofty. I don't know. You, you I've think seen him much? hustle some. I've seen him do like some crazy I've roast days there. there. Like once or twice. So <clears> I'm sure he has some like long days. Yeah, I've seen him do one day. I think I counted like 44 batches or something. Shit. It was crazy. And he looked fried by the end of it. Um, I think twice. Yeah. Actually, now, now that the probat, now that the uh, probat is up and running, he might be roasting less, which would be ideal. But, and I know the the goal last I heard was to put a uh, 35 kilo Loring in there next, which I mean that's like that's gonna be there. That's a crazy right? lineup. Yeah. yeah. It's like roaster nerd heaven. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Holy shit! I still actually haven't been up there. I'd love to come. I think we should do a cupping there. Well, Elliot, first of all, Elliot told me that anytime I want to get an account like for Compa, I can bring the account to the collective and show them like where we roast and cup there Very and cool. do espresso and stuff like that. I'm so sure, I'm sure you could come. Too, we could just be like, can we all just have a cupping? The coolest, <laughs> one of the coolest things to me is the collective in such a non-assuming place that anybody that comes up to that fucking door, there's only like three of us in there. And we'll turn and be like, hey, you fucking know this guy or what? And like every time we're like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> Except for those salesmen. Did you get the salesman? Church covers. If I'm roasting, I'm in my own world. It's you the know, best, like, man. yeah. I, I mean, it's, I fucking like roasting is just so nice. It, cause it's kind of the polar opposite of being on bar where like if you're on bar, you're hosting a little bit. If you're roasting, you're just like, you have to be tuned in. And how you were talking about, like, maybe I'll get less bar shifts and roasting. Like, right now, I'm in my perfect medium where I have five this week, six bar shifts, and then one roasting where it's, like... The way we kind of, like, I mean, future plan for it, which it's probably not going to be that way, is that, like, hopefully we can have two days of just, like, R&D and, like, roasting, like, at the at the new spot. And then the rest of those days that we are working, we're kind of in the cafe, inventory orders, things like that, kind of really split in the work. But we want to do really, like, a lot of R&D and eventually get, like, certified for, like, Q-grading and stuff like that. And so it's going to be a lot of practicing, to be honest. That's what I'm going for this year. I'm training for that. Oh, yeah. I talked about that. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> I mean, I don't know when it's in the goals for us, but it's definitely in the future. I want to know as much as I freaking can. I love coffee. <laughs> Oh, I know. Oh, me too. I think I just, I could definitely do it. Is there anything even to get after? I feel like Q's like top. Well, I mean, unless you're talking SCA level, whatever, but. But so I somehow want to make it that I'm doing all of it. Like, like tasting all sorts of green and roasting it and brewing it. Like, that's what I want to do. All three of those. Well, that's, series that's what's selfish. funny is like Q is great for green, not necessarily great for brewing. You know, I mean, but you have barista experience, so that's good. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want to, because I still, I'm in love with making espresso, specifically. I've Just also brewing coffee. Like, I've been doing these quality control report, um, visits in each of our cafes. And 
we do that where we'll like literally just make everything and just line it up and taste it and like put it like in a log and like keep track of it um to see like you know we have soon to be six locations like where are the inconsistencies and how Yo, can we like get dialed like, data logging is everything yeah i dude i'm pretty proud of the spreadsheet i'm not great with excel but i made this six spreadsheet and it's like being able to like see everything side by side and and get it dialed in it's freaking are you awesome. sure you're not 30 you bringing back your spreadsheets <laughs> you're not 30 I just am totally. I want to nerd out about. Well, I was gonna say I, I would love work. for all of us to get together. Imagine if it, we could have like a meeting with just like San Diego coffee people and just geek out, we're, like really we're geek that out right now, dude. <laughs> well, that's okay, true, but well, that's true this, too. But imagine like like fifteen twenty of us just like sitting down and just like going at it, like really like. I'm so happy you said that because when Asa, when Kano left yesterday, Asa and I started talking about espresso and we started talking about just tamping with the ocd mm-hmm. and then we started tasting espresso and i was like fuck i need more of this in my life and then i was really high last night and i was in the shower and i was like we all need to get together and do coffee stuff but then i was like no i'm just high i'm tripping no, dude not at all but yeah i mean um, well just the stuff that we can learn and just like I think the stuff that we're doing at public square versus the stuff that lofty's doing versus like i mean even just us four spots getting together like nuts no i i backed that so hard and i'm glad that you guys are in on it because i thought i was just tripping last night i was like nah that they're too busy well i i think like logistically that'd be tough and there'd be whatever problems with it but i will say that there was one time where i remember one meeting at communal where it was like this was two or three years ago i don't know that you were there asa was definitely there ari was there dylan Aaron from Public Square. It was a town hall, right? Town hall. David yeah. Kennedy was there. I was not there. And it was just like one of those weird moments where I like looked around the room and I was like, oh, fuck, these are like the coffee heads. Like it was literally David Kennedy and Aaron from Public Square and Dylan. Well, and that's what I've been thinking about is I'm just like, fuck, man. There's no like for as much as San Diego, the community backs one another, there's no like uh, common space. Yeah, town hall. Yeah. There's no like common just gathering space or whatever, but. Funny enough, I'm going to bring this up to Ari because she hit me up and we're supposed to meet up on Wednesday. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Ari seems reju- rejuvenated and wants to like get Coffee Network kind of cranking again. And so I just, I back all this. I think it was interesting too, like as much as we, I would love to sit around and brew coffee on this or dial espresso that, like it was so interesting to hear their perspectives on what they would want to see from a Coffee Network as a shop owner thing. As like a dude that owns five cafes and he's standing there like, well, James can do A, B, and C. And then Aaron was like, well, Public Square can put forth A, B, and C. And it was like so interesting to hear that back and forth. Yeah, I think um, just to kind of like piggyback on what you were saying, she's like, I think she, just working with her, it's cool to see her. Like she kind of came up to me. She's like, hey, we should talk. Like, I, I already reached out to Tyler and Will. And like I have some cool ideas for like the network. And I was like, cool. I mean, not so competitive, but more like community-based. That's the thing is like latte art throwdowns, cool. I back them, but do they really push us forward? No, no. They're I mean they're fun and there should always be space for that. But like, dude, I want to see San Diego's coffee community like be recognized, you know. And we don't get that enough. And I'm like, I feel like that's where it could start is if we all band together and like show what it's about. Well, I was actually thinking we can do that here, like in this time that when we come in, like we have literally five people here right now to like get all of our minds together about these ideas, whether it's like 
Like, we can do that. Like, let's do that, like, now. <laughs> Part of me feels like La Terra Throwdown's got us recognized. But I think it was yeah. things like Cold Brew City or Carnival of Caffeination or bigger things like that that brought in the outside people to see what we have here that really did it. This is kind of like a left field idea about how cool would it be if there was like eventually a competition where it's like kind of city based where it, like it, it, it creates like we have to band together as like a city to put forth like this product or like this like experience. You know what I'm saying? Versus Yo, like okay, Portland. Okay. San Diego versus, versus LA. Dude, straight I'm just up. Say I think we'd probably kill it. But imagine, but like, how, you know how you, fun you that would like be, like national or like regionals, and then like you have like the top five cities of the U.S. at this time, like pushing coffee. At that point, just weird side note to that: in the bar industry, there's a boxing league, and if you win, like Sway won. I don't know if you guys know Sway. He won San Diego for boxing of bartenders, and then he went and fought like a dude from Arizona, and there was that where like a bunch of bartenders from San Diego drove out to Arizona together. They're like SD repping, you know, which would be t- I don't know if that'd be latte art or if that'd be brewing or whatever it'd be. It would be something really like different. It'd almost be like to give back to the community in a way too. Because my idea that I would want to see here is if we threw our own SCA, if we said like, like like a festival where there's music and there's fucking art and it's it's like a coffee fest, but you don't need to pay some monthly fee to be part of the club to be there. No shade on anybody. It's just like. I, yeah, I mean, you're talking about the thing about SCA is like that fee. Yeah, you're asking baristas to pay that. True. Yeah, like it's, it, it's a that's a struggle it's to true. begin with, you yeah. know. And like, I mean, dude, I mean, you mentioned Cold Brew City. That shit's fucking sick, you know. That shit was like, massive every yeah, year. It's and massive I'm just like, for us. we have cool stuff going on here now with the Roasting Collective. That that only exists in what in San Francisco, New York, and Portland major markets. But now we have one. You know, and so it's just like there's all these pieces that I'm like, this shit just needs to. We just need a spotlight on San Diego, you know. Dude, I think if we really like did that little town hall type thing and we like push that, like even just this idea, like why not? I mean, I know it's kind of ambitious to like create like a, a national competition, but I mean, but... we can start. I mean, it can literally just start small with a town hall, just getting everyone. Yeah. Getting everyone in touch with one another again. Dude, and maybe just hit up one network. Like hit up like LA's network or like Houston's because their network's pretty strong in Houston. And what if we just did like a Houston or San Diego one? It'd be dope. Yeah, I mean, possibilities are endless. Wow, we should talk. I back it hard. And I think the biggest thing would just be getting some of the, mo- like some of the most like prominent coffee people in San Diego just in the same fucking room together. Because when was the last time that happened? Honestly, I didn't know that communal one even happened. Yeah. I think it needs to be almost like we see, not essentially like we just put it out there and like, oh, whoever wants to come, it'd have to be like a group of us. And then we have like an invite and it's like, you know, 10, 15 people, maybe more, but yeah, individually messaged. So. You, it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe we should pitch it to Ari. Yeah. Cause I, I yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I think coffee network has like coffee network still pulls some weight, you know, even though it's kind of been up and down and it's activity, it's like, when they like put something on, it still gets traction. People still show up and stuff, you know? So I think that's a good starting point is just playing off the foundation that coffee network has already laid. Ideas, man. Yeah. I feel like this whole time we're like going to high school and then this high school like throws a dance and we're all like, yeah, let's go kick it at the dance. But it's like, that's not what we want to fucking do. 
but like at least we can all hang out together and we're not like working we can like chill and chit chat and some people are drunk and it's like all right that's cool you know but then now we're looking for like an academic competition we're like what the fuck we've been training for but not even like a competition but like a place to flex at least i'm trying to flex some challenge each other for sure but i want to taste some like bomb coffee too like I, i like those fruit bombs i like those acid bombs and i feel like a place like a convention like that or like that's the place for it because motherfuckers dialed for that and you don't it's all coffee people wild on the table this isn't a place full of like with all due respect to everybody lawyers and all these other people like no no no, this is coffee people and we're all there for the same reason to see where our industry's going that's the only reason i wanted to go to sca this whole time and people tell me disappointing things that have gone in the past but i still have a natural curiosity to see all of the different the grinders and the fucking distributors and the fucking green importers and the there's so many different things even like cups and lids and shit like that like i'm trying to see it all the future you're going are you going to sca oh you were going are you going no you said it's like next month yeah yeah april in portland are you going dude they just did the national coffee champs andre Andre Allen. allen Yo, she's a beast, dude. I am so. She's been working hard. That she's been gnarly. training, and she shows up every year. I feel like that's like future you, seriously. I feel like she's the Charizard uh, chameleon. What I'm you know what I mean? Realizing I might not. I did so. I competed once, and I like competition, but I feel like I actually I want to put my focus in other places, like getting a Q grader. Like watching you do that is what made me want to put my focus in other places. <laughs> to be real. Like you doing that though is like I'm gonna set you up like unintentionally. You know what I'm saying? Like to compete. It helped me like to just literally internalize every little detail of making espresso because it and like more so than just like having already had the experience. Like I can't un I can't not think about. Oh, I'm so interested what goes on and like I think each of your guys' heads in like the first time you go in the cafe and like you're you're dialing in the shot. Like where do you start? You know. I think we talked about this last time. Like, mm-hmm. where's your starting point when you have a new coffee and you're yeah. going to pull it on Spro? I think that's so much fun, dude. Yeah. I usually start low. What do you mean? If I'm dialing in a brand new coffee that I've ever, like, I'll start, like, 18, 18 and a half. And like, low dose? Oh, wow. Yeah, and, like, play in there. So you... St- you- and then I, I almost always... I like, ni- like, almost all the espressos I pull, putting 19 grams in, like, give or take, a, like, a few decimals. Like, that's where I'm pulling fire shots. Right now, our kick... We're pulling out like 40, 41, 31 seconds. Actually, I'm really curious about going coarser after reading that study. I'm 31 seconds. No, no, no. But just grinding coarser and shortening that time up a little bit. We've, uh, we've talked about like, I mean, we've talked about this a lot on here, but realistically imp- implementing that 154015 in the cafe setting have you guys been thinking about that yeah um Dang. but it's really it depends on the drinks it would have to really is it easy to stay dialed into that i, I think so 100 yeah because i pulled plenty like sh- I've, not plenty but i pulled multiple shots back to back yeah without necessarily i mean i pulled it on the ek mm-hmm. so i mean maybe in that sense it's not like so convenient but if we have it set to a limited amount of drinks like why not yeah i mean if we're doing like a, a jib maybe like a gibraltar and just want to decide to do it like that just to actually i think we maybe not that yeah i feel like you yeah wanna, yeah uh i think maybe just as like maybe i don't know 
See, we have to work it out. Well, no, definitely nothing above six ounces, just because like you won't. It's not gonna cut. Like it's gonna be so not not viscous. It's gonna be watery. But you should also try to play around with still keeping. But if you figure out a way to like maybe still lower the like like slow down the time to the point where you're like approaching 15 because the shortest i did was seven seconds yeah and it was really good at seven seconds just right away like no bars just i mean no no pre-infusion just straight nine bar and just like just comes out can you straight. go on lower pressure yeah i think we, I feel like actually no not nine bar we did eight bar yeah and i feel like you want to go a little lower because mm -hmm. you don't want to like viscosity. yeah because you don't want to like disrupt the puck too much i think you can i think that's the idea with it to like create more even flow yeah. Dude, this That's... is a nerdy ass episode. Dude, we've even we've even been talking about grinders, like trying to think of new ways to like do like new inventions of grinders. At least Noah is more focused on that. He's really like on like grinder technology. Cause he's like he's really like he's not upset about it. Like he's not like actively mad, but he's always kinda like, Man, we need to figure out like how come everyone in the industry is always focusing on other aspects of like coffee other than the grinder? Like I it's mean, like your most. I feel like that's one of your most important tools. We also talked about that. If I'm being frank, it, it feels like such a complicated situation every time I think about like, because right now our peaks have a lot of grinder retention, and I'm like, really? I'm finding myself purging like two full shots before I see a fucking difference. And I, maybe that's me being. Do you ever clean your shoot? Yes. Do you ever we take off the lid and like? And, yeah. yeah. I was literally just instant. Like I'm like I'll I'll like hit a dose and I I'm like literally just like tightening it or loosening it and the next shot it's already like it's a massive chamber too which is like i don't understand the technology like or i don't understand how that's happening where it's like i'm i'm changing it and then my next shot that i pull i can see like the difference you run your grinder when you make your adjustment right yeah cool um yeah. and uh i mean that that so i'm i i like i dose the shot and then i'm like Essentially, like tightening or loosening my grind as it's dosing. I feel like you don't do that on the peak, though. No, because yeah. it's gonna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But for the San Remo, do that you on can. the Mazers. That's like how do you adjust the Mazers? But um, I think Elliot. I don't know which grinders he uses, but he was saying for his, you can control, or maybe like the next model coming out, you can control like the the shoot temp. Whoa. Which is freaking nuts. Yeah. And we've been talking. Just stay dialed in for that. I mean. Just to kind of geek out a little bit more, me and Noah have been talking about freezing, um, like pre pre batching our coffees and freezing it, and then pulling it and then using it, um, like for pour overs and batch brews. Um, and it's funny because right when we mentioned that, Elliot like opened his freezer at the California Roasting Collective, and there was just bags, just frozen coffee airtight. Pre ground? No. Oh, okay. I was but like, like whole bean, but like air sealed in the freezer. So then once it's time to use, he just opens it. And Do you puts have it in to the let them like thaw out, or can you just go grind them right away? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I would imagine that you would have to let it thaw out just a little bit and then go ahead and do it. Cause I feel like if you did that, actually, well, I think it's just going to be more brittle if it's frozen. So you just adjust your grind, you know, like it's going to grind more easily. Well, yeah. That's like the, the intention behind it. Right. Yeah. Consistent. More even particle size. Yeah. <laughs> Because the barista hustle talks about that, just like yeah. the pressure, like on the bean, and I don't know. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Matt Perger's back on uh, YouTube. You guys watch his stuff. Mm -mm. <laughs> Should. This might end up in a tangent, but did anyone did anyone see James Hoffman's most recent video? No. What, Was it today? Maybe okay, so maybe he has a new one out, but the one with he does James like the Peter McKinnon collab, and then 
Yeah, he so he uh he reviews Emma Chamberlain, the famous YouTube star. She has like a new coffee out and he reviews the Golden Hour blend, the James like uh Peter McKinnon collab. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh so James is like on James Hoffman's YouTube channel and he like makes a a batch with a Chemex and like yeah, I mean, he criticizes it. You know, he has some criticism for it, but also speak. You know, says good things about it, and like it's fucking a San Diego roaster on James Hoffman's YouTube. You know, so That's I was nice. I was hyped when I saw it, just because again, rep San Diego. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, James Hoffman's cool though. He's I feel like he's always down to collaborate. Like him and Matt Perger did something like well, I could him see and, him and Asa doing something. Those guys that listen to the podcast yes. had him on. Yeah. Filtered exactly. Uh, good dudes. Good dudes. All around. Shouts out Josh and them. Yeah. Filtered thoughts crew. Mm-hmm. Tyler, it's almost, I want one more last thing here. Uh, so it's almost one year since tired eyes has been open. You said next month will be like the year since you signed the lease. Or so when was the year mark for grand opening? So okay, so March twenty first is one year since signing the lease and two years since I launched like Tired Eyes, you know, like opened a web store, like made it like public, all that. So yeah, coincidentally, a year after launching we signed the lease. So March twenty first is just like the date. Um we opened on August 9th though. But to me I'm more like I started the brand. Was that it? Sell on Forbes. It sell on Forbes. Wild, yeah. Forbes. Yeah. Shout out Yates. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that is coffee related because she does Cold Brew City. So San Diego related. Yeah, because she does tired ass shit too. Huh? And her boyfriend Eatsell does not do any tired eye stuff, but her boyfriend Brad does tired eyes. I feel like oh. out of the dozen times I've talked to Eatsell, ten of them were either at your pop ups or in tired eyes shop. Yeah, I mean, it sells like she's extended tired eyes family just by default, For you sure. know. Um, but yeah, so March twenty first is like in my eyes the tired eyes anniversary. August 9th was just like finally, it, yeah, because literally it was I like the day before. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, yeah, so to me, March twenty first is like our anniversary because like. Obviously, I have a special place in my heart for like launching it out of my back, my parents' backyard. So that's like March twenty first is the day for me. So yeah, we do have something planned that weekend. Not necessarily for Tired Eyes, but it is a collaboration um, that we'll probably announce in like two weeks. Um, but I wanted to do like a grand like Tired Eyes celebration, but then. I just have a lot of shit going on, so I was like, let's just bring someone else in on this and just make it, like, another pop-up type deal. Um, but, yeah. Can't wait. I want to... I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Well, with this next year of, like, you know, owning this amazing business that I think is getting a lot of great reception, do you have any... Um, I'm good. Uh, plans? Like, any certain goals that you want to share with us before we head out? Yeah, um, I mean, I guess I can't say too, like, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff on the table that I'm really hoping pans out, um, but my biggest focus is, like, I think just growing Tired Eyes' presence as far as, like, 
if I'm just being completely honest, it's influence, you know, and not in the way that like we're like tastemakers or anything, but like I just am trying to, again, I really want to bring a spotlight on San Diego. So a lot of what I have planned for this next year is content focused. Like the coffee is always going to be a thing, but here's the deal is like, I'm not trying to have a shop where we claim our coffee is the best. Like I'm just trying to create like something that uses coffee as a vessel for like a lot of creativity and a lot of collaboration to put a spotlight on things that I think are cool right here in San Diego. So like everything I have planned for this next year is like heavily, heavily content based. And like I said, the coffee is always going to be a big focus, but more than anything, it's just about building the brand and like trying to make the tired eyes name synonymous with San Diego. That's awesome. And I think the for me, what really stands out of that was like the collaboration aspect. And I, every, every time that I've like gone to like pop-ups or just like even the pastries you guys have, like, it feels like that. It feels like a collaboration where it's you guys supporting each other. And I can't wait to see more of that. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, if I had to say even like a mission statement for Tired Eyes, it's like, using coffee i mean i think i probably just said it like using coffee as a vessel to fuel creativity and collaboration you know because again like mm-hmm. well i mean that's like because again look we all want to have the best coffee right so that's like to me that's that can't be your distinguishing point because and plus that's subjective everyone like everyone yeah exactly everyone anyone could walk into any one of our shops and be like, that was dank or that was gross. And they have the right to say that, frankly, you know? So for me, I'm just like, dude, I just want us, I just want, I always want our coffee to be dialed in our eyes. That's obviously very important. And amongst our peers as well. But I mean, the brand, like there's just a couple collaborations on the table that if they pan out, like, I just think it'll be really fucking cool to show. Like, I think you guys even talked about this before. Like, um, not destination shops, but, uh, fuck, we I think you guys talked about, like, no ghost, no bear or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the fourth wave of coffee being about, like, the experience, you know, and that's where my head is really at with Tired Eyes is, like, I just, like, yeah, I just want to show what coffee could really do is, like, as kind of this glue that brings communities together, you know? I also love how for San Diego you are. There's, like, a lot of people here that, like, as much as I am from San Diego and I bleed it, like, so to me, I understand why I feel this way. Yeah. But you're somebody, like, not born here or not raised here to, like, be so about San Diego and want to see San Diego thrive for the sake of San Diego. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I mean, could die tomorrow, but, like, if San Diego lives on, like, that sounds so fucking cheesy. But dude, like, but I back it. Like, yo, I, like, I fuck with that I so hard. I fucking love San Diego yeah. so much. Um, And to hear that shit is, like, dope. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's always been. I mean, dude, I was in Long Beach when I launched Tired Eyes, you know, and I was driving down to my parents' house here in San Diego to roast. And, like, when it came time, I was like, fuck it. If I'm going to do this anywhere, it's San Diego, you know? And, like, I just so badly want to see this city repped as, like, a creative. I mean, fucking, like, look at what we have right now beyond coffee even. Like, Traveler's Club, you know? like Traveler's Club is so, like... Dude, bro, like, I, I just got chills right thinking here. about it. Like, Travelers Club is on it right now. And I'm just like, there's so much cool shit in the city and it needs to be seen. You know? I know you're sitting here right now, so it might sound like I'm saying this to you. But, like, Travelers Club is putting on so fucking hard in so many different ways in so many different neighborhoods of San Diego. 
for so many different like type of people in San Diego from old to young, from this race to that race, this gender to that one, from this industry to that one. Like, um, it's funny. I'm, I'm actually going to meet with Andy tomorrow. Um, cause we're going to record our first like episode together, like a San, San Diego, quote unquote San Diego podcast. Um, yeah, dude, I'm so excited. I mean, it's not like a secret or anything. It's not like we're trying to hide it, but, um, we pretty much just sat down and we're like, dude, let's just do one because we've always talked about it and, um, just me and him are perfect for it. Cause we, we flow really good, just conversation. Um, and we're really like, uh, at each other's throats, just like in arguments. And I think you'd kind of appreciate, we're going to do a segment where it's, um, pretty much like a best of San Diego, but not like, like we're going to rate it, but it's like, we'll have a, like a, a topic where like all right burgers like where's your like top burger spot and he'll like he'll give his spot yeah we'll do that too and then my spot and we'll like debate at it and like figure out why whether it's like the burger like the spot um that and then another one i mentioned was like shows in san diego like back in the day like when did grateful dead come here like you know history yeah and like you know like why did they come to san diego like there's some weird shit like with bands having come here and like weird situations Yeah. And I think he came with Grateful Dead. Dude, it was on my birthday, dude. When he came here with them. It was sick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean cool stuff in the works like that, but I'm excited. Yeah, see that that's the thing about Travelers Club is like San Diego, once the Chargers left, I mean shout out Padres, of course, but like once the Chargers left, it's like what do we, what does our identity revolve around, dude? And that's you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Not that the Chargers are the end all be all, but sports. Yeah, they're definitely not. But like but sports it have a, a city. Yeah, yeah. You know, it gives a city something to root for. You mm-hmm. know, and like that's what I've always. As much as I love San Diego, I've just been like, damn, we need like an identity. And dude, I'm like, well, Travelers Club is grassroots as fuck, and they're doing it. I think two like two answers to like that was one. I think the reasons like Chargers like it's a good thing that they left or reason why people weren't as supportive of the chargers is because we're in fucking San Diego and there's so much shit to do. Like why would I on go to any a charger day, game? On I any go day of the year, you to, can like, go out and do whatever you exactly. want. Exactly. And then a big reason why Travelers Club even started was, I, I mean, I think we mentioned it when Andy was on and just kind of with you guys, but I mean, we, we'd go up to LA to go to shows and DIY, like warehouse shows specifically yeah, like these ham shows that used to go on up there. And we were like, dude, fuck this. Like San Diego's cool. Like I'd rather San Diego get like repped in the, like in the States than like LA. Yeah, one hundred percent. More like home. Yeah, and I mean, dude, I just like I can go out outside on any day of the week and just look around and like, I mean, it happened to me like five times today where I was just walking up the street and I was like, "This is our city. We get to live here. Like, it's just gorgeous. Like, there's the people are rad. Yeah, it's always it's always beautiful." Just like, like you were just talking about, there's a million fucking things to do here, and I found it so funny that like up until two days ago, SDSU's basketball team was the number one basketball team in the nation, literally undefeated. And how many people legitimately gave it? Like, I'm sure a lot of people cared about it, but like, what the fuck, dude? No, if, yeah. Like, it's if like, the Padres were undefeated this deep into the season, people would be going batshit crazy. But yeah. San Diego is so, like, we're like, bro, it's fucking February. I'm at the beach. No, yeah, we're like, like we're low key kind of lazy, and it's the thing. That's the thing I both love and hate about San Diego is. No one's going to be mad at you if you just want to chill. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck, sometimes we need to get off our asses and like grind support shit, you right. know? And like, right. but I mean, all in all, it's just, I think it's the fucking best city. America's fine. Have we convinced you to stay, Troy? <laughs> Troy, this, this whole plot was a tr- ploy to, for you to stay. Crazy how much that does happen. Like, I literally walked, I drove out of my house and I was like, where am I going to go? I'm just going to go to Balboa. I'm just going to Balboa. It's like, 
some yep. degree, yeah. It's a blessing and a curse. I would, again, all like my mindset for the day will be like, all right, time to fucking hustle. And then my homies roll through on their bikes and I'm like, it's a gorgeous day out. Oh, fuck this. I'm going to go ride, <laughs> you know? And it's like, it's, for it's, sure. it's the best and the worst thing about where mm-hmm. we live, you know? Kind of a personal thing though. I've been like trying to convince a friend to move here and like making a list of why you should move to San Diego writes itself. I'm like, Hey, here's what it looks like outside right now. Literally. You could probably open your front door on FaceTime and be like, you know, done. Look but at then this, also like, to make a list of like, okay, you're going to be here for a week. These are all the places we need to hit to convince you to move here. That list wrote itself. Yeah, absolutely. It's endless. And those are like restaurants and bars and like food and coffee. All of those things I'm sure most cities have. I'm sure LA and SF and Oakland and Chicago and New York all have a something like Traveler's Club. Possibly an Instagram devoted to the history and ongoings of the city. But I think it's just dope that like... But Traveler's Club is more than that. But Traveler's Club is so much more than that. And Traveler's Club is by people from the city. And Traveler's Club is by people that are, how old is Andy? 25? We're all 25 in Pennsylvania. Exactly. So, like, that's crazy. That's one of the most biased for us things I've ever fucking heard in my life. It's funny because, like, pretty much Traveler's Club is, well, four of us from, like, Olympian, and then the rest are from Otai. So we're the neighboring schools, and we all knew of each other since middle school. See, yeah, and you're not even from, like, People are gonna get mad at me. Are you saying like North County? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> you're like I was gonna say you're from like real San Diego neighborhoods. You know, oh, like, we talked of it. This, sorry, North County. Well, no, no, it's because like North County doesn't think this is like San Diego. That's yeah, North Diego. County kind of segregates themselves. And you I know? think like, it is also San Diego. It is. Like, it's quintessential like quintessential San Diego. Like, San Diego by the beach. I think and like when people so think of it, they're like, oh yeah, it's like Tony Hawk, Carlsbad, like Blink One Eighty Two, like Poway, like <laughs> I think that's like what people think of Cal or San Diego when it's like. No, dude, like, if you go to, like, South Bay or, like, National, it's, like, cool, or, like, you know, like, a PH or, like, City High, it's, like, no, there's, like, there's stuff going on. There's people, like, doing shit. That's San Diego. I yeah, mean, I've been more than anything, but that's biased. Too. No, yeah, it's, it's such a diverse city, and, like, one word I've always thought of when I think of San Diego is vibrant. You know, I'm just, like, there's just so much cool shit going on here and different neighborhoods and, like, whatever mood you're looking for, you can find it and, like... Yeah, I'd I'd fuck with San Diego forever. And I think it'll I think it's going to stay true to its roots. I mean, I don't see it as being like a city where it's like too going to be too flashy. I mean, there's a lot of developments going on, which is kind of like a cool and, and scary thing, you know? A lot I of money. Think, and... I think to go full circle like it's all about that like bringing the community together though, yeah. you know? And getting the getting us together to like think of some cool shit. Or yeah. yeah well, sure. I mean, here's something I think of think about is and i try and like i try and keep it in mind when we're doing stuff like even just like this podcast episode is like those posts you guys make on travelers club of community events happening 50 years ago we're seeing those happen right now yeah i think you one know? of the cooler ones or not cooler ones one of the ones that stood out to me was the ones that in front of fan mart like the it was like in the 90s i think with people like freestyling might have been the 80s or the 90s just like always people meeting up and like rapping there and it's like there's not like there's nothing that like like depicts that in like any San Diego history where people are just yeah. like rapping. Like, it's so dope though, but like, it's cool that people were doing that then and people are doing it now. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, and that's what I'm saying is like, we got to take, we really got to embrace stuff like this because like there might be another travelers club in the future that posts about fucking coffee network throwdowns. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, we're, we're living it right now. For sure. You know, I think all of us that are involved in any of the scenes right now are going to be like the pushers. So like, 
I, I mentioned it like like where it's like we're not going to reap the benefits of like the the tree, you know, like of the shade. Yeah, we're setting that foundation. We are. So yeah. for the next generation after us, like there will be an established network. There's going to be, you know, a bar like a beer scene. There's already a beer scene. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Just for context, we have a like a four year old kid driving a mini Tesla right outside. Dude, that's that's the um, wildest thing. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. But even even culinary wise, like Phil Esteban is going to be like the next generation, you know. But the precursor to that was uh, CH. I mean, it's cool. Like, there's these next steps growing, and Tito Boy is going to be one. Oh, we're evolving, yeah, and changing. And this whole conversation has made me so happy to live here, and I'm looking forward to date. Looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah. I've been having a good week so far, and it's only Monday. Same here, dude. I woke up today feeling <sighs> bomb. That's good. This is the first, like, one of the first, like, couple weeks where I'm just like. Tuff. Today we moved a lot of fucking coffee. <laughs> I feel it. I feel. I love. It. It's like weirdly one of my favorite things to do. I feel yeah, like it's like a fucking time workout. Lapse on those. <laughs> I I I'll show you. I'll show you guys. I'll, I'll show. I haven't posted it yet. Um, I'll show you guys. Should we? We took a long time. Should so we do? Looks like shit. A, a quick music one, really quick before. Yeah, I'm done. Back. Yeah, we're at like 110. Um, so Grimes' new album came out. And hey. I am obsessed with it. Like pretty, like back. And I'm doing kind of what I did with uh, Jaden where I'm like mixing up stuff she's made before. Like um, Art Angels and this album is like they mesh together in a way that's fucking cool. Ooh, I never thought of doing that. I'm yeah. going to do that. I'm going to put I, two albums together. When I get into oh, artists, wow. I go in to like yeah, so yeah. MIA. I've like fucked up like all the arrangements on that shit <laughs> like, dude that's cool though i've never thought of like fusing two albums mm -hmm. and oh. seeing how much they influence each other like for sure this is like super evolved and like ah it's so good and then hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up real quick i love these music talks um tame impala come on like new tame that impala album is so good i yeah, I still haven't listened to it. I was reading an article about it before I came over here, and I was like, man, I'm fucking up. I listened to one track. The first two tracks just, like, take you in. It's amazing. Yeah, it's <laughs> they're great. Um, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll listen to them tomorrow. Yeah. The, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that, short and sweet. Um, you know, we keep it rocking in the roastery. Nice. What did I, I don't even remember what I listened to today. I've been, I was, like, putting, I was all over the place. Does anyone here listen to Brent Fias? No. He's like an R&B singer. Vibes. Brent Fias. F-A-I-Y-A-Z. Yeah, he's got a new album out called Fuck the World, but it's like, yeah. It's, it's roastery vibes, for sure. It would be shop vibes, like the mood is there, but he, he just says a lot of shit about strippers and cocaine and stuff that aren't shop vibes, so... <laughs> Fair enough. Brent <laughs> J. Say what? Um, a little bio too. Dope. Yeah. Brent Fias and then does anyone listen to Kemba? No. Sick, dude. Heck yeah. yeah, Kemba's this rapper I found. Uh, our new barista, they introduced me to um Yeah, that one. Um, oh, we got we got a new barista. Their name's Mel. Um, they are from San Diego originally and moved to San Francisco after high school and then recently came back and they worked for like some sight glass accounts. Yeah, that album, Fire. Um, and uh, they're part-time. There's like two days a week right now, but they're crushing it so far. That's awesome. Oh. 
Yeah, I'm I'm hyped. Really good attitude and like such a nice balance of uh, just energies because like Drew super high energy. Will is Will, and then Mel is just like Mel is just like even keeled the whole time, just level headed, and I'm hyped. Nice. What do you listen to, Jay? Oh wait, Marco. Yeah, I mean you have the mic. Go ahead. Either way. I don't know. It's the passing, you know? <laughs> I feel like I listen to a lot of the music, but this week we decided to switch it up, and I played yesterday was the Lilo and Stitch soundtrack. <gasps> I fucking love that soundtrack. I have a oh. soft spot for Hawaiian Disney movies. Like Moana and Lilo and Stitch do it for me hard. And those I are fantastic that soundtracks. On a CD. Yeah, it's a fucking great yeah. soundtrack. That Hawaiian roller coaster ride yes. fucking gets me. I'm on beat or in a rush, dude. <laughs> Crank that shit to 10, boy. And they got those, like, Elvis Hawaiian songs. I'm about that. I also play a lot of Elvis, like Elvis radio. I have like a weird thing about um, opening shifts and playing music. We've talked about this. Playing music that's like not gentle, but like, dude, don't fucking bombard people at 6 a.m. Like, you're going to scare them away. Stephen Steven style. Like, just keep it fucking. Yeah. Some match. Like... I'm glad you say that because the first album of the day, I'm always like, all right, I got to like make sure no one's like, I don't want to say offended, but like. I don't want to walk into loud ass shit. Just yeah, like loud, you know, abrasive like, is the word for it. Yeah, like, I mean sometimes cool. pre-open, I'll bump something loud to get myself hyped up. But once the doors open, it's like, I will all right, you got to. Yeah. Soon as... Yeah, I'll play something that slaps to get me going. But then again, once the door opens, it's like, all right, for want... that first hour, just keep it. There was one time I went to the grocery and you guys hadn't opened yet, and you guys were playing like Carnifex or something so gnarly at like five. <laughs> You mentioned, I, go ahead. Um, you mentioned Joey coming into Tired Eyes. It just occurred to me now who he is and who he was. And like when he came in, like inevitably you see people in, your, in the shop that you're like, you look familiar, but who fucking knows, you know? And then I was like, oh, duh, I've seen him in your stories now. So shout out you, Joey. Yeah, I asked him if you were there and like he described you. And I was like, yeah, that's him. Hell yeah. Yep. Sounds about right. What I was about to say. Oh, yeah, so Lilo and Stitch and Moana. But also, like, I noticed that we get a lot more old people first thing in the morning, so I play something that's going to be reminiscent to them. I like to have that connection. When people, like, compliment your music, it's fucking dope. Today we had some chick come in, and she's like, you should play this artist. They're coming in a week. I'm like, fucking all right. So I, like, put it on? No. I put it on, <laughs> and, like, the first customer came in was like, they're coming in a week. And I was like, all right, I guess this is like what people want to listen to. And we like stood there for a minute and I was like, this hurts. And like, I don't want to be that guy to tell anybody like, I don't like your music, like whatever. But like, holy shit. <laughs> Not it, chief. Not it. To the point where like Kevin came in and was like, hey, what the fuck are you guys listening to? It was like not the right context. So that was cool to like get a compliment real quick and then be like, you know, we're not going to play this anymore, right? Cool. All right. So. I like to run that with customers every once in a while where like, I can see if they're maybe listening to something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and but, then you would choose an artist off that letter? Yeah. That's impressive. Or I'll I have like a, a rut. I use the same artist. Like, I'll, I'll do like a decade. I'll switch it up or like a, something like that. Um, but I'll ask customers literally what like they're listening to. I'm like, I've never heard that. And I'll play like one track in the cafe. And like, it's cool to see them like, oh, dude, yeah. And I'm like, That's yeah, so sure. Yeah. And they, they get hyped. And if I like it, cool. And if I don't, then like, at least it's one song. 
yeah. thought about that. I mean, it's like they're coming in there, like, make them feel comfy. I I usually do, too, for people that are, like, plugged in that look kind of just, like, not in the vibe around you. And it's cool to, like, do that. They're, like, engaging with you, and then, like, they hear it. And it's, like, in my head, like, they're going to be, like, wow, that guy, like, was thought I was interesting enough to play the song that I suggested. It's, like, a compliment. Find new, new good cafe hits. I think it's probably like a good twenty-five percent of the time I find somewhere I'm like, oh, dope! I'm gonna save this. Like, no disrespect to anyone that's like sharing me stuff like in the cafe, but um, yeah, I think for dope music this week, um, I'm kind of all over the place. I've been really going into like '90s alt rock, like again, but like heavy, like bands I've never heard of, and some pop punk, like '90s pop punk. I never like listened. Who? I've never listened to the Promise Ring. Have you ever heard of them? I've I've only heard the name, but yeah, I never actually listened to them. Dude, I got obsessed. I listened to everything, and I have a favorite album now, and like I'm listening to it multiple times a day. The Promise Ring, yeah. Um, so have you then, uh, have you heard of Blink One Eighty Two? Oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but uh, who else? Boy Racer is another band. I mean, they're all like stemming from like early '90s to like maybe like post like 2000. That's sick. I got such a soft spot for the 90s. Oh, dude, I'll definitely, I'm going to make a, like a 90s alt rock playlist. I think I have enough now that's not like stuff that people heard of to like make a playlist. Yeah. So that's one. And then I decided today I was going to do like a samples one. So literally just like maybe like a, like a Kanye West one of just all his soul samples, like sped up soul samples, but just like the original tracks. What are you going to call it? Kanye samples. Kanye samples. Or Kane samples, something like stupid. I don't know, but. I, I think that'd be cool to like dive into an artist and like stem all the samples that they pulled from, specifically, specifically a producer. So, like Neptunes would be cool to do that too. Might take like a couple years, but. Oh, you know what I got really into over the last few weeks was tonight. Oh hell yeah, dude! Like I got really into it. Shout out I, to I had always listened to kind of a passing. Mm-hmm. It's so I try playing it in the roastery sometimes, and people are like, "Well, here's the I thing." Don't know. I think <laughs> I'm like. With when roasting though, you get it's trippy because the sounds like kind of clash with the sounds of the roaster. Mm-hmm. It's I think they I don't get, get enough zone. credit of what they did for trap. I mean, because I think yeah. trap has like this like stigma to it now. People are like, oh, like trap, like okay, whatever, like EDC maybe. Yeah. But those dudes like I think not necessarily created that type of trap music, but like brought it like minimal. Yeah, and like it was hard. And then like their next one was just like weird and like hard so and, like, weird like it's like and crazy to listen to hudmo such a strong like personality in the yeah. industry and just like influence i think i dope. asked you this on a previous episode but have you listened to arca yeah you- arca's dope oh, dude okay, yeah cool. i think weird. we were like talking about videos yes. because it, he they've got weird. like weird videos that i love but similar to me like they're kind of in like a similar group mm-hmm and then yeah i think that's all i got for music nice straight up Cool. Well, you know, our next episode, I'm recording in Costa Rica yep. or Guatemala. We'll see. I think we'll probably record Monday, actually, and we might record when we get into Guatemala. Yeah. You said we We're might leaving. record Monday? No, I'm going to bring this and record with Joey. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Can't wait. Oh, dude. Stay tuned. I'm going to post it on our stories for sure. Dope. Yeah. Well, it's Troy, any last any last words? Um, it's been a pleasure. Nah, I'm just playing. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, oh. Troy, sorry, dude. No, no, it's all good. I mean, just lately, you know, because um, I think living in San Diego really uh, gave me a preference in the the women that I like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, where's this going? I like, music? I like the I like the Spanish I like the Spanish label. So I've been listening to a lot of Spanish music. Oh, nice, dude. Yes, yes. And so um, this is one band I really like called Cultura Cultura Profetica. Cultura Profetica. Yeah, and they're super. Yeah, they're super rad, man. They're like um, Bob Marley vibes, but like in Spanish. You know what I mean? And I play at, at work all the time because it's so appropriate. There's like huh. so many Spanish. Do you ever uh, you ever listen to like like cumbia music? Cumbia, music? cumbia, cumbia. No, never. You probably dig it. I think it's cool. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. or like uh, uh, what's it called? The uh, Los Angeles Azules, isn't that one? Like Blue Angels, they're a legit cumbia band. Yeah, dude, they're legit too. All right, it's just cool, happy. Like, dive in. <laughs> Or, and then if you want some bands, there's a cool band called Porter. Like Porter. Porte? Porter. They're really dope. They're like MGMT vibes, but Spanish. Super cool. Dope. Okay. Maybe not as like electronic, but. All right. Pichente Fernandez. Not Pinchente. Oh, Pinche No. No, but for real, though, I really like um, Spanish music because there's some words that I can like pick out. I watch like. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, just. I don't know. For yourself, my guy. Yeah, for but yourself. You I, don't listen to Kendrick for girls. No, I don't. That's what I'm saying. But you listen to Spanish music for girls. <laughs> no, no. You that. listen to Travis Scott for girls. <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> I feel like I'm being lectured right now. But yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, Spanish music and then a little bit of worship music, kind of surprisingly. Wow, nice, dude. Yeah, because um, you know, I've been going to church lately, and I really like the worship vibe. Yeah, uplifting. That, that's the word I was looking for. I'm sure there's some dark. Thanks for being on our podcast again, Tyler. Uh, we can't wait to see what's coming next. And I can't wait to share what we've got next.